This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. In this episode of the Bass Parlor Podcast, we interview San Antonio-based artist High Strong. We had a great conversation. We talked about everything from how he got to start in music to his new album, Life. Uh, make sure you check out the podcast episode all the way through. At the end, we have a new song from his new album, a song called Grandma's Cooking. So make sure you check that out at the end of the podcast. Uh, and without further ado, here's our interview with artist High Strong. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens. And today, our special guest is an incredible artist out the San Antonio area, High Strong. High Strong, what's up, man? How you been? What's, what's good, man? Happy to be on here. You know what I'm saying? Once again, thanks for having me, man. Feeling good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad you can make it, man. Yeah. First off, man, I listened to your album, The Life Album, Live Your, uh, Live your Freedom Every Day. I like that L-Y-L-Y-F-E, Live Your yes, Freedom sir. Every Day. I like incredible album. You came out swinging, man. 22 tracks off the bat. I'm like, man, you, you did not skip. You did not skip yeah. at all, man. Great yeah, music. Yeah. 22 tracks of bangers, man. I'm, I was really impressed. I appreciate that, man. And yeah, I did it like that, too, because I felt like that. You know, I, I actually was going against the grain because, you know, you have people that really look out for you. And they tell, they was like, man, 22 tracks is a lot. You know, people don't have the attention span. But I felt like the way that I felt like that people have the attention span for the type of fan base that you build. You know what I'm saying? Like people that. It, it all depends on the type of fan base that you build, in my opinion. And I felt like that, man, I hadn't dropped a project since 2018. I felt mm-hmm. like people was waiting on me. I only dropped little singles here and there. You know what I mean? So I felt like they was waiting. And, uh, you know, it just it just felt good to really release a lot of music that I was sitting on that I was ready to release. And then I was got back in there and I revamped. I actually revamped that album four times. I went okay. through a lot of transitions and a lot of different emotions and everything that I had to go through while making that album. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. You're right. It was definitely a journey, man, for real, for real. Yeah, you got a little bit on there for everybody, you know? Yeah. Like, I love I love what you did with uh, All I Do. I'm a big Stevie Wonder <laughs> fan, man. So you yeah. flipped that sample really nice, man. Y'all flipped that sample really nice. You got some more, like, um, Count It Up. That was, that, was yeah. a, that was a really tight song, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Grandma's Cooking. Oh, Grandma's yeah. Cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got some <laughs> – and you got some stuff in there for everybody, man. And what, what I like about it is uh, – you know, like the, the production, the way you flow in your production. So you, you really pick some really beats that really complement your flow really yeah. well, man. And the yeah. order, like with 22 tracks, with that many tracks, um, the order, the sequence of the songs is really good, too. So each song flowed into the next one really well. You know, with 22 yeah. tracks, it could be it could be a clusterfuck a little bit if you don't yeah. do it right. But you did it. You did it right, man. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, man. And yeah, that was a process, too. I believe in like really like, man, just sitting down. I go through. I'll record a hundred songs before I actually drop a project. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It usually takes me like a year maybe to drop a project. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a short time frame to me. You know right. what I'm saying? I'll drop singles and never keep people bored, but I'll always take my time on projects because you're really delivering yourself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I know the process of it, man, it's just, it's just a crazy process. That's why it usually takes me so long to come out with another one. But like I said, I always throw in little things in there that can keep people entertained. I feel like, uh, you know what I'm saying? With this specific project, man, it was just the perfect time to really drop something like this. You know what I'm saying? 
So like you said, picking those songs, making sure the transitions are right. Because like you mm -hmm. said, it could be like, okay, it could throw, you could be jamming for the first five songs and then the whole rest of it just throw you off. But right. for me, I was like, you know what? I got to make sure this flowing together. Because I, I usually do my projects with like hype songs, female songs, and then I end it with inspiration. You know okay. what I'm saying? I try to do mm -hmm. my shows like that too, like where I'm doing, where I get y'all hype, I get y'all live. And then, you know what I'm saying? I, I do something for the ladies because I grew up on R&B. My mama was a Prince fan. You know okay. what I'm saying? So right, I'm right. listening to all types of just old school R&B. So I always will implement R&B and rap inside of my, and those to me, those make up the best records. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then like, you know, of course, end them with inspiration. I always want to inspire. You know what I'm saying? But Right, right. Okay. Is this the album you worked on and it kind of uh, solidified during the COVID lockdown? Not yeah. Gonna, uh, not gonna, okay. Like, you know, it's crazy because I feel like, you know, I, I hate what COVID has done to the to, to our society. You know what I'm saying? But had it not been for COVID and, and us having to sit down, you know what I'm saying? I felt like right. the album wouldn't have came out how it did. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I really had to sit down and, and reflect and think about a lot of different things and what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think having to sit down in that house made me do that. You know what I'm saying? That and right. I'm a father. So like me having to do the school, be a school teacher at home, too, was, <laughs> was crazy for me. You know right. You had a busy so, schedule, man. You had a full man, schedule. Man. man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your team. So you talked about like um, you work 22 tracks. So you, do you work with the same producers? audio engineer like on each album or do you how do you find your team to work with because it sounds like you have a really good team around you yeah i always work with the same audio engineer uh which is my guy nick shan shout out to nick shan um okay i always work with him man i i, I worked with my artist my actual the art the first artist i ever signed was neil alex he's the first artist to my label he's the okay. only artist to my label uh right now that i signed and um he used to record me, but I just felt like as an artist, you know what I'm saying? And the route we was going and the attention that I was getting, I needed more of a professional, you know, uh, engineer. And he's really dope too, by the way. But I just mm -hmm. felt like that, like as an artist, we have an ear for an artist, you know what I'm saying? Right. Though his right. ear is much, it's, it's an amazing ear. I just felt like with Nick, you know what I'm saying? I felt like he was real catering and that's all he does. I feel like when that's all you do, mm -hmm. you just, you just, that's what you master. That's yeah. what you do. So I felt like, um, and I'm big on sound. That's one of the biggest compliments that I get on my music is it sounds good. You know, mm -hmm. people want that great sound when they listen to some, and then they start listening to how good the music is. And then right, they start right. getting into how dope you are as an artist. And then, you know, so it's a process of people even wanting to be a fan of yours. And uh, that was just important to me. As far as producers, uh, you know, um, I have four main producers, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But I'm producing is the one thing I'm not biased with. You know what I'm saying? I will. Right. You you could just start producing a day, but if your if the whatever you produce is hot, then mm. it's hot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't right. do I don't hop on no beat that's not exclusive. I don't do leases. I don't do because I'm gonna put a lot of energy. I'm gonna put some great music to the beat, and I don't want anybody to be able to touch it. It's like my baby. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want nobody right. to be able to touch that dog. So you know, for me, you. you know what I mean. For me, it's like yo, I can't. I got I gotta have the exclusive. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm I'm willing. I'm always open ears for for uh you know production man because you just never know you don't ever want your stuff to sound the same in my opinion mm -hmm. you know yeah that's I mean? something that that's something that stuck on the album too is like you know the production is really well done and it like i said you pick good songs that that went with your voice really well with your flow very well so it was Appreciate it was impressive that. man it's impressive so with that said take me back all the way to the beginning what got you started in music did you come from a music household or what got you started a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? My story, man, I, my, my pops was military, you know okay. what I'm saying? So 
uh, I got familiar with moving around a lot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just remember being young, man. We would move every three, every three years. So, like, mm. I felt like, you know, uh, I just felt like that music was the only thing familiar to me. Like, you know, a lot of these cats, they grow up with, with their best friends since second grade and all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, this has been my dog since kindergarten. I never had that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Even when cats would call me their best friend when I was coming up, it was like, shit, I, nigga, I'm only going to be here for three years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool if, if you want to feel that way. But I, I just, I just early, early age, I just learned to be detached. And music okay. was the first thing that I could speak on with my emotion and be attached to. And I always just been a real stand up guy. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to battle certain things. I mean, my pops and mom come from a background of Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, you know, we laugh because my grandmother, I don't know if you remember that show in the early 90s, Gang Banging in Little Rock. Yeah, Banging in Little Rock, HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah everybody HBO. saw it. My yeah. grandma's house was on that. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? So my dad yeah. grew up in that environment. You know what I'm saying? And like growing up, you know what I'm saying? I just remember I was telling my dad, my dad would always tell these stories about how like he would, uh, he used to fight for not having no dad. And I was like, well, I used to fight for having a dad because <laughs> a lot of the cats, when I will go, you know, to these places, they think I'm weak for having a father. And I always speak right. on my father because my father is a great man. You right. know what I'm saying? So it was just funny how the reversal roles came around. And uh, and I remember him making these tapes, man. He used to make these tapes, like these cassette tapes for the people in his neighborhood. Even mm -hmm. in Germany, we stayed in complexes and he would make these tapes. He was like a local DJ. But he okay. would have all the hot songs on that tape, whatever it was hot at the time. I remember hearing about Ja Rule before Ja Rule even really blossomed like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had been heard put it on me and all that stuff. Like, people don't know. A lot of these artists record them songs four years, five years beforehand, and then, and then they finally pop. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I had been heard put it on me early. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I just felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like I And I seen a couple of his friends rapping. And I said, yo, you know what, dog? I want to... I want to do that. I want to tell my story. You know what I'm saying? And as an MC, it was hard to get it. You know how it is. It's hard to get accepted. Uh, you know, they want to know everything about you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I, I came out on a swing, on a mission. They're like, okay. yo, I don't care what y'all, what y'all think y'all got, what y'all bringing. I know where I'm unique at. You feel okay. me? And, and mm -hmm. you got to ask yourself one question when you step into anything. What makes me more unique than anybody else? What, what makes, why am I doing this? Because everybody else wants to do it too. So, you know, what's going to make me not quit. And that's right, the one right. thing that I know that when I, I'm looking at everything, it's just like a football player is looking at a person's hands or the way he moves his foot on the, on the field. That's going to, that's going to cause that glitch. I'm the same way as rapping. If you, if you got dope lyrics, but you don't know how to do it, but you don't have much stage presence, bro, I'm already killing you right. before I even hop on the stage. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, and I miss that competitive nature. So, and I've always been competitive. I played basketball coming up. So, you know, uh, for me, rap was just like, it was it's just something I fell in love with early, man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that and that's where the influence came from. You know, I okay. couldn't always find the inspiration. So I became the inspiration that I wanted to be that I wanted to see. Right, right. You know was I mean? your family really supportive? Was your dad, your mom really supportive of you as an artist? Uh, nah, coming up when, nah. Nah, not at first. I think like now, yes. I mean, right. the concert I just told you I had, my folks was on stage with me. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's just right. it's just to show the long, the long process that it that it took. They always been supportive in anything that I wanted to do. But see, my family, my parents came from the hood. So mm -hmm. like to them, you know how it was too for the older generation. It wasn't you couldn't dream. It wasn't no time to dream. Right. You had to right. get out here and you had to work. Get a job. Right. Yeah. Get yeah. a job. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they didn't really understand it. You know what I'm saying? At first, I'm not going to say they really they just didn't know how to support it because they couldn't understand it. Right. To them, it was like, yo, I don't want to see my son out here struggling in these streets 
or doing something he shouldn't be doing because of he trying to do this. And they knew how rough they don't know anything about the business, but they knew how rough it can be and how some people, you know, when you hear about the business and you don't know nothing about it, you hear all the bad shit first. It's like it's Mm -hmm. like learning a new language. You hear all you learn all the bad language first. So they so of course they start thinking drugs and all this stuff. And I'm like, all the horror stories. As long as you know me as my character, dog, I I don't do nothing I don't want to do. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've, some of my best friends, some of my realest friends have been in and out of jail for selling drugs and doing these type of things. And it's like, bro, I never, but I always hung around friends that never influenced that. You okay. know what I'm saying? They would always right. be like, anytime I wanted to be around them during that time, they'd be like, nah, he got something better else to do. Mm. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I always hung around people that always had my best interest in hand because they knew I had that for them. And I felt like my parents was the same way. They didn't know how to support it. But now, man, if I was to introduce them to you right now on this couch, man, they'd be like, you wouldn't even be, you You think everything I'm telling you right now is a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they, they have shirts with my name on it and they're right. like, yeah, he the hardest. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, a total yeah. transition 360, you know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, but that just goes to show you that if you stick to something and you believe in it before anybody else does, you're going, they, they forced to. You're right. You know right. what I'm now. saying? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a testament to you and, and that the inner strength that you had, because you see that in a lot of different, a lot of different fields, not just music, sports, yeah. any kind, really any kind of thing that's based on arts or entertainment. A lot of times it's all you, you have to kind of pave your own way. And, you know, right. you give someone, you kind of tell someone your dream. If they don't believe it, it's not always that they're hating or nothing like that. It's just sometimes they just want the best for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. They want right. the best way. They just can't see the vision that you see at the time. So it's good that you that you, you know, you had that strength and you had that drive to regardless of whatever anybody was saying like you like yo this is what i got to do you know this is what yeah, i yeah. feel for myself so that's a that's a good thing man and it comes across in your music too so that's a good thing i appreciate that man for real yeah that. yeah so what's your uh your creative process do you when you when you work do you like to start off with like a beat or you like to get the vibe first or you start off with lyrics and you try to match something that already matches your lyrics uh, like my process, man, is uh, I like to like the only thing I write down without a beat is punchline. Sometimes I come up with these punchlines if I'm driving okay. or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I I hurry up and write that down because I want to I want to remember it how I said it at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'll write something down, but it don't sound the same when you try to go back to it later. So right. I try to hurry up and, and, and write. But yeah, as far as lyrics, man, I always try to pick the beats. Like you said, I'm specific on the production. I try to pick the beat and the beat to tell me what to write to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It'll tell me what uh what I need to write to it in my process as far as recording. You know what I'm saying? I like to record with nobody with, but my manager, uh, mm. which is Lisa. You met her. No, right. Nobody but her or uh or or maybe like uh my my just my engineer. But I'm really I'm really I like I love closed studio sessions, bro. Just because to me, like it 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 keeps that creative process of everything you want to do because you can make a noise. Or 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 do or do an ad lib, you know, ad libs is somebody that's not recording sound funny. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. So you could <laughs> like I just think about I heard Missy Elliott say one time I, on an interview, I caught her interview, she was watching some, and I heard her say one time that like, imagine if somebody, if Michael Jackson was in the in the um, you know, studio with a bunch of guys and he did that sound, he <laughs> or he right. like and somebody was like, Man, that sounds corny. Right. You know what I'm saying? He probably would have been subjected to not do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that, like when you in your creative process, man, you got to be able to be confident in everything that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want anybody around that's going to probably stop that process. And yeah. now that's one of the most 
memorable sounds that we know from Michael. Jo- I mean, Michael Jackson. You right, know so what yeah, I'm saying? yeah, and, yeah. And all the little noises he made that <laughs> that that you would have probably sounded hella weird in the studio. You feel me? So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I, that's my creative process, man. I like to kind of be like alone in the studio, other than my manager's secret or my uh, or my engineer or you know what I'm saying. As far as like beats, man, I pick my beats. I mm-hmm. won't even know what I, I just listen because people producers that ask me that they'll say, "Yo, what kind of beat you looking for, bro?" And I'd be like, "I can't tell you." Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta play a bunch of them, and I'm gonna know off top. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it right there because I feel it. You right. know what I'm saying? It's one of them beats that as soon as you hear it, you start getting thir- three or four more ideas off top already. Yeah. That's right. a beat that you need to cop. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing about music too. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to overplan it. When you feel yeah. it, you feel it. You just know to, to roll with it. You yeah. know. And a lot of people they force music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's the problem. Like a lot of people, they they'll try to just write something to the beat because they convince themselves that, well, I could write to any beat. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us can write to any beat, but that don't right. mean that we're gonna sound good on that beat. I, I unless unless like hits is not what you're aiming for every time. Like right. when I go in the booth, I wanna hit every time. You right. know what I'm saying? If it's an RB, I wanna hit. If it's an inspirational song, I wanna hit. If it's a hype song, I wanna hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's my goal. So I, I know that if the, if they hear the beat and the beat is hitting already, that already make it a hit. You know, it's right. some beats that come on and and we 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 both know the artists sound like I, right. you know what I'm saying? But when you hear the beat, you can't help but do this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's, yeah. it's that jumping. So you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so when you when you when you got when you got both, when you got the beat and the lyric flow right, that's like that's perfect. Yeah. That's harmony right. That's perfect right there. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about the uh the the San the um San Antonio music scene. I know you were talking about you were telling me about you throw your event once a year. How's that? How's that coming about? Man, it's coming good. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm proud to say that I'm probably top. I'm one of the top three artists in my city right now. Okay. The other two they did it way before me. You know what I'm saying? So they never gonna lose their spot as far right. as like. But they both embraced me. You know what I'm saying? And um. I think it's something, you know what I'm saying? I don't look for acceptance for anybody, especially more so now, but I think that like coming up, it meant, it meant something to me because I, at one point I did, right. you know what I'm saying? So now that those guys, it's crazy because when I wanted it, I wasn't getting it. But now that I didn't, but when I stopped caring about it, that's when it started. That's when the love started to come right. and it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's supposed to be like that. You shouldn't have anything handed to you. Cause then you won't know how to appreciate it when you got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I mean, like, I think the music scene out here is probably the best it's ever been. Like, people are dropping projects right now, and it's, it really sounds good. And for a long time, I just felt like San Antonio was, like, the least uh, to be expected to do hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Because we come from a predominantly Hispanic, you know what I'm saying, city. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of Hispanics out here, and it's, you know, it's known for that. But, you know, we got the San Antonio Spurs, you know. They love mm. the Spurs. But I just think that hip-hop is finally starting to make its uh, – mark you know what i'm saying here in san antonio and uh you know i i'm proud to say i think i have a lot to do with that you right. know what i'm saying because um i'm bringing different music you know what i mean i'm cultured i've been a, i've been outside the country i've toured uh outside of just my pops being in the military i toured because of music i did i toured korea in uh 2015 i uh i was booked over there to do um i was booked over there uh to do a uh daegu and seoul korea which is like the main city there. And then mm-hmm. in 2019, I went to um, South Africa in uh, Johannesburg and I, and I performed out there. I performed my single Mo Money. Right. And, uh, you know, I started a school program here called Strong on Knowledge. You okay. know what I'm saying? Where we right. go, where we go to uh, schools, they bring all the kids in the auditorium and we talk to each grade. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's and, tight. Uh, that's real tight, man. 
Yeah, and I love how it was because when we first started, man, they tried to kind of put us in the lower income cities, like as a like I felt like as as a like a ha ha, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, we'll we'll let you do it, but here and mm-hmm. now they're testing because of our thing has went up. You know right. what I'm saying? I just think that's a dope look. You know what I'm saying to to be able to to do that and uh, you know, I just felt like that it was cool to start something like that because we didn't have that when I was a kid. I think if a rapper had it came to my school, it would have changed definitely our perspectives on how we look at things as far as school. You right. know what I'm saying? We always had some old doctor who was like 90 years old. You know what I'm saying? Come to our school and be like, you guys can do anything you want to be. But it was like, no, nah, we can't even relate to you. You don't even know what we're going through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, so it right, was just right. not knocking any doctors, by the way, but I'm just saying that like, it's got to be something that the kids relate to for them to really latch on to it. And me as a rapper, I went through a lot of the same things these kids went through in these lower income schools. And, you know, um, I know what it's like, you know, to to look down your street and see this and look down your street and see that. And then hard, and then try to feel like you're not that. You know what I'm saying? You right, got to have right. confidence. So and I had a lot. And, and at the same time, I also had more opportunities that a lot of kids didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being able to travel the world early at an early age. So, you know, I felt like that that's just a good position to put myself in. So. Yeah, most definitely, man. I love music for what it's able to, for what I've been able to, to, you know, conquer, you know, on that side too. Other than just right. music, I'm able to, I'm able to use music as my passion. I'm able to use my passion to do other things as well. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you're doing a great thing down there in San Antonio, man, for real. Because I know, like you were saying, when when the kid can relate to you and say, okay, I can see myself in him, like, you know, when I'm an adult, when I'm older. Right. But he came from the same place I did. And you're a positive person. So you're kind of right. steering them in the right direction at the same time, you know? So it's a, it's a great thing, man. Right. I'd like I to hear that. that. But yeah, yeah the man. music scene, the music scene, though, man, we got a lot of great artists out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. If y'all ever get a chance, just, you know, uh, just, you know, look up some some people. You know, it's a, there's a couple people out here, man, that's really putting in some work. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, one right. one is my, my, I call her my little sister. Her name is uh, Eliza 1K, man. She's on a okay. song. She's on that song. Told him with me. She was the girl rapper. Okay. You know yeah. Yeah. She can flow. She can yeah, flow. That's she, like she, that's one of the early songs, right? It's like maybe yeah. seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, I think yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. It's around. It's like number five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Something okay, like that. Yeah. 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 Right. But she, yeah, uh, she can flow. She could flow though. You know what I'm saying? So like that's the one. That, that's one of the ones that I take under my ring wing. You know what I'm okay. saying? I don't okay. want to stretch. You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a good team around you, man. That's that's good. So you've had a long journey up to now. Uh, just think back, like, what's something that you know now, you know, as, as a seasoned artist um, on your way to, to stardom that you wish you had known when you first started out? Um, I wish I had just got more into the business, knowing the business side earlier. Like, I know a lot of the business, and I think that now because of my manager's secret and uh, my video guy, Mike, who's been with me for like 10 years, you know what I'm saying? I think that them uh, putting me, like, they, they handle the business, but they put me on everything. I know everything, you know, every inside out, you know, I dealt with a couple of crooked managers in the past. And so secret is definitely the best manager I've ever had. This team that I have right now, even my artist, Neil, it's the best team I've could have ever asked for. You know what I'm saying? God definitely blessed me uh, in a tremendous way. You know what I'm saying? So um, I wish I had to know more of the business dog, like, cause that's what makes sure when these artists that you see that, that are like, they're either okay, but they're doing very well. It's cause they know the business or the artists that you see that are really dope but they lasted so long it's because they've, they've, they've learned to put themselves in pockets on where they fit as far as the business, you know? Um, and I wish I kind of knew that, 
You know what I'm saying? Because um, early on, I was just more I was just more concerned about shining as an artist. You know what right. I'm saying? I was more concerned about my look and the way I was carrying myself and the things I was doing, you know, and wasn't really paying attention to the fact that I needed to handle the business around me. You know, the business wasn't getting handled. I was getting gypped out of money and not like stole from me, but like just knowing that more money I could have made out of that show than what I made. Mm-hmm. But me not knowing the business, I took only what they gave. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there were shows where I got paid eight hundred dollars for doing the show, but I probably could have got paid fifteen hundred if I was smarter, if I was smart at the business at that time. Right. So right. I just think about the, the the couple thousands of dollars that I missed out on. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to. Yeah. Trying to be it's all, yeah, it's all the process, though. It's all the price, it's all the learning process, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, I'm sharp on it now, man. And I think that right. now the, the knowledge that I have on it is definitely gonna keep me in the game, and I'm gonna have a lot of longevity. High strong is definitely gonna be a name that they gotta get used to, you know what right. I'm saying? Because I'm gonna be around for a while. All right, all right. Lastly, man, before I let you go, just let me know what you got in store for the rest of 2021 and also coming up in 2022. Okay, so 2021, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, I got more shows getting ready to come up. I'm definitely going to be out there in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, soon. uh, You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be traveling from there, New York and Cali, uh, in between this time for the rest of 2021. Uh, I'm going to keep pushing this project because I wanted to show y'all the project with 500,000 streams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, congrats, man. That's huge. That's That's from Spotify, so, you know. I definitely am going to keep pushing the album for a while. I'll probably be dropping some singles here and there, too, because I've been recording and staying sharp, uh, you know. And uh, in 2022, man, you definitely can expect some new projects. You know what I'm saying? I'll be okay. dropping a – I'm looking at dropping an EP uh, with, with Eliza 1K. You know what I'm okay. saying? Um, I'm going to be breaking her out, you know what I'm saying, exposing her a little bit more. And then my mm-hmm. artist, Neil Alex, we dropped a, a mixtape uh, 2018. It was uh, on the radio. It was the mixtape of the summer of 2018. We actually did oh, the wow. South Padre show uh, that we, so we're going to drop Fly Zone 2 next year, too. So, okay. so two okay. big projects coming is for sure already in 2022. You can expect more great videos. And man, follow me on Spotify. Download the Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Download the album on Spotify. The album is available. It's a really great album. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow my YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Strong official. And make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at official Strong. All right. There it is, y'all. An incredible artist out of San Antonio. High Strong. High Strong, man. Once again, I appreciate you joining me today, man. Oh, no, man. I appreciate you, man. Keep doing what y'all doing, man. I salute you as well, bro. So, Thank y'all for having me, man. Definitely appreciate it. This has been a great interview, man. You ask all the dope-ass right right questions. So <laughs> definitely big salute to you, man. And uh, I look forward to – yeah, I, t- I told him, look, my, you know, my manager, she on it. She making sure I say certain stuff. <laughs> okay. But I'm going uh, to definitely be out there in Atlanta, man, so I plan to connect with you when I come out there for sure. Smell got me back to my purpose Stay clear from the snakes and serpents Those who grew up as an urchin yeah. But you made it out the gutter This one for the single mothers Rare. Did it on they own While paying their student loans For them fathers in the homes Who break they back for they see For they see
I'm set to spare, yeah, you gotta keep it cheap For my people hurting, yeah, the closest thing This shit remind me of my grandma's cooking Them Sunday barbecues when nobody that we know is in the news This shit remind me of my grandma's cooking It make me feel alive, hit the music, pour the liquor, set the vibe You know the feeling when your best friend out of jail Cause we got money for bail, got that check up in the mail Your kids ain't raising no hell, your car got that new smell this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my grandma's taking me back, it's taking me back, that time when we were living lavish, do you remember that, matter of fact, I'm back on the map, my pockets are fat, the money I lost, I got it all back, the family's intact, and I reminisce on the times and the vibe, nigga, where did it go, like it vanished in smoke, kinda feel like grandma ain't cooking no more, so let's get it started, we gon' be family regardless, nothing is breaking this bondage, we go the hardest, pen and pick like an artist, helping this shit remind me of my grandma's cooking, them Sunday barbecues, when nobody that we know is in the news, shit remind me of my grandma's cooking, it make me feel alive, hit the music, pour the liquor, set the vibe, you know the feeling when your best friend out of jail, cause we got money for bail, got that check up in the mail, your kids ain't raising no hell, your car got that new smell, uh, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my grandma's cooking, them Sunday barbecues, when nobody that we know is in the news, this shit remind me of my grandma's cooking, it make me feel alive, hit the music, pour the liquor, set the vibe, you know the feeling when your best friend out of jail, cause we got money for bail, got that check up in the mail, your kids ain't raising no hell, your car got that new smell, uh, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my grandma's Going through photo books with mama Thinking about how my grandma used to love us some Stevie Wonder And we all got a family member known for starting drama Shout out Aunt Deborah and Uncle Greg, Uncle D and Aunt Jack Swear I love y'all with all of my heart, y'all always had my back What's happening to my cousins, yeah I love you all and that's a fact Grandma for we never met but feel you in my spirit To my grandma high tower, yeah I know you with the cheer This that no running inside my house could slam in my Dough. This that Sunday cooked meal, macaroni and butter rolls. This that get your ass home before them street lights on. This that gas bill, water bill, and phone bill too. This that squeezing booties in the summer, pulling cuties at the mall. Fresh kicks on, just kicking it with your friend. Uh, back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish this I was a kid again. This my grandma's cooking. Them Sunday barbecues when nobody that we know is in the news. Shit remind me of my grandma's cooking. It make me feel alive, hit the music, pour the liquor, set the vibe, you know the feeling when your best friend out of jail, cause we got money for bail, got that check up in the mail, your kids ain't raising no hell, your car got that new smell, uh, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my, this shit remind me of my grandma's cook. Grandmama's cooking was so good because she didn't cook Sunday dinner, Sunday evening. She started Saturday night and she let it marinate overnight. That's why it was so good. The reason why your gift is not like all these other gifts that are so microwavable is because God's put something in you that is too great. And you got to know that what's inside of you is so great that that it's taking a little bit longer because God did not call you to be microwavable. He wants you to know that what's inside of you is like grandmama's greens. So don't give up. Your time is coming.